welcome to today's news update video. So I'm switching things up a little bit with my workflow rather than live streaming three times a week. I'm gonna cut that back to two live streams a week starting next week. Less live streams will leave me a little bit more time to work on daily news headline videos. I'm gonna be doing one of these every single day covering the main topics, main news stories of the day. They'll be a little bit shorter than my live streams, about 15 to 20 minutes long, but you'll be getting one of these videos every single day. And then with my live streams, being twice a week, I'll be able to be more interactive with them, focus less on all the headlines, but more on just talking to you guys in the comments, chatting a little bit deeper about news stories, and then there'll be a little bit longer of live streams as well. So that's what you can expect starting next week. As for today's news video here, we're gonna be looking at Trump's indictment, Trump's arraignment in New York, the main points related to that story that's coming out today, and a few other things as well. We've got some news about Epstein, some new stuff there. We've got news about, uh, I wanna talk some about the fallout we're getting from James O'Keefe's expose he put out a week or two back where he was looking at, uh, in particularly Maryland, and some potential money laundering election related fraud going on there with the Act Blue Democrat donation system. Well, we've got other citizen journalist groups in other states looking into their own data in their states, the Federal Elections Committee data, and finding that this is actually rampant. This money laundering fraud where you get somebody's name used hundreds if not thousands of times in a year-long span to make multiple donations, sometimes per day, through Act Blue, And uh, it's looking odd. So we're gonna cover some of that as well and a few more headlines sprinkled in there too. So that's what you can expect. Thank you for watching this video. Give it a thumbs up, subscribe, share it around. Appreciate you guys, and let's get started. I wanna quickly shout out a sponsor helping me to bring you these videos, and that is Virtual Shield's VPN service. I highly recommend Virtual Shield. Their VPN allows you to browse, stream, and work anonymously and securely from anywhere. Keep your IP address and data safe from identity thieves, big tech companies, and government baddies. Virtual Shield is super fast, super easy, and super cheap, and they've got a 73% off lifetime discount special going on right now. Make sure you use my link in the description underneath this video to take advantage of that offer. So starting off with Trump being processed inside the New York courthouse today. He made his way up to New York last night by his plane, and now here he is. All the news covering it. Gotta say, it's fantastic free press for him. Fantastic free press, and you know this will only help his poll numbers. And then outside of the courthouse, there were protesters, there were counter-protesters. Gotta love this person with his George Soros funds USDA sign. Google it! Then on the back of it, <laughs> calling out Satanism. Man, there were some counter-protesters up there too. Some Antifa-looking types trying to get in their faces, so... Of course, that's going to be happening. George Soros probably calling up his Antifa counter-protesters to get out there and protest. Uh, and the indictment was unsealed. Trump pleading not guilty to 34 charges. Here is the indictment itself on the Manhattan DA's website. 34 counts, all of the exact same charge claiming that Trump falsified business records in the first degree. Every single one. The exact same exact same charge for the exact same alleged, working word there, crime. And the note from Dawson's Field on Twitter here, 
mentioning that the first four charges placed the president in New York committing the crimes on February 14th, 2017. Interesting, though, Comey's memos placed Trump in the White House in Washington, D.C. on those exact days. Quite the contradiction there. Quite the uh, piece of evidence. So how exactly was Trump in New York supposedly committing those crimes on Valentine's Day in 2017 when we have a memo from James Comey placing Trump in D.C. those days? Huh. Interesting. There's so many giant holes in in these indictments towards Trump that it's only a matter of time before this nonsense gets thrown out. But time. How much time is that going to take? Because CNN here, in their reporting today, is stating that the next in-person hearing date for Trump's case in New York is currently set for December 4th. December 4th. Friggin' eight months from now. That's insane. So much for right to a speedy trial. And I'm just going to be Mr. State the Obvious here. It is clear that the powers that be, the deep state, wants to drag this out into next year to purely interfere with the election cycle. That's it. So they can keep running stories on this, keep going on with their orange man bad, orange man criminal narratives, and this is going to last a long time. December 4th. Gotta be kidding me. That's just the next in-person date. Okay? So it's going to last into next year. Easily. And you know the reason why it's going to last that long. Meanwhile, we've got some words from District Attorney here, Mr. Bragg. The one that brought out the indictment. What did he have to say about this? In total, the grand jury found there were 34 documents with this critical false statement. Why did Donald Trump repeatedly make these false statements? The evidence will show that he did so to cover up crimes relating to the 2016 election. What? Cover up crimes relating to the 2016 election? But I thought this had to do with the hush money case with Stormy Daniels. Now Bragg's bringing 2016 election into it? That was seven years ago. What? Donald Trump, executives at the publishing company American Media Incorporated, Mr. Cohen, and others agreed in 2015 to a catch and kill scheme. That is a scheme to buy and suppress negative information to help Mr. Trump's chance of winning the election. So now this guy's bringing out false information to hurt Donald Trump's chance in the 2024 election. Ha! <laughs> nice projection you got there, Mr. Bragg. And then we got some leaking going on with this case as well. So Trump's attorney took to the news last night, yesterday, and was mentioning that Bragg's office leaked the number of counts against Trump to the press information that Trump's legal team didn't have, and that's a felony. And do you, do the legal team, uh, do they, the unsealing of the document, do you support that? Does he support that? 
Yes, I mean, if they think it will happen no matter what, I would like to see what the basis is for this. Let's remember that the real crime here that we have is that D.A. Bragg did leak that there were 30 to 34 counts. We already know that that in itself is a felony. You are not to let that go. So uh, at this point, I mean, and, and I like Alina, everybody we in this don't country know to be the, treated the, the same no matter the who DJ, you are. We don't know if, if the D.A. leaked that. Well, then, how did it get into Yahoo News? This is likely the article that she is referencing. Somehow, Michael Isakoff. Of course it's Michael Isakoff. Because if you actually rewind, eight years, it was Michael Isakoff that was leaked some of the information pertaining to the Russiagate scandal. And that's what the FBI used to justify their wiretaps on Trump and Trump's campaign. So, of course it was Michael Isakoff. For years, this guy has been the deep state's uh, media clown that they leaked to to get their negative stories into the press. But somehow, somehow, yesterday at 6.12 Mountain Time, exclusive Trump to be charged Tuesday with 34 felony counts, but spared handcuffs and mugshot. How did this guy know? Right? And he writes, Trump will be placed under arrest charged with 34 felony counts, according to a source who has been briefed on the procedures for the arraignment of the former president. Well, who's that source? Does that source come from Bragg's office? How did Isakoff get that information? What source leaked that to him? Why did they choose him? Is this the article that Trump's legal team is referencing that was the leak, the felony leak? As she said... Let's not let that go. Hmm, another, another giant hole, another issue with this court case. We might end up getting that felony indictment turned right back around at Bragg instead of Trump. Again, that might take some time, though, since CNN here is claiming the next in-person hearing is December 4th. But uh, this is just going to be a big old boomerang, I do believe, a big old boomerang. And then a couple more things on this. I don't know how Rolling Stone is getting this exclusive, claiming that uh, Trump's demands for a high-profile surrender, it's kind of a Jesus Christ thing. And they're claiming he wants a photo op, he wanted to be handcuffed, and it's all according to, of course, unnamed freaking officials, unnamed sources, blah, blah, blah. Hmm, incredible how all these media outlets are somehow getting exclusives on all this sort of stuff. I don't wonder who's doing the leaking. And then the Washington Post fact-checked so hard is beautiful. Washington Post lies and fact-checks saying George Soros doesn't support District Attorney Alvin Bragg gets completely fact-checked about that, roasted on Twitter. Who was it? This guy, Glenn Kessler. He's a fact-checker for the Washington Post, and he was fact-checking what he called the incendiary claim that George Soros funds Alvin Bragg uh, when literally the Washington Post two years ago or four years ago was reporting on the political action committee funded by George Soros that funded Alvin Bragg's campaign. <laughs> so you could fact check the Washington Post with their own reporting. So yeah, they're trying to... <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. They're so bad. Okay, one last thing on this, and then we'll move on to some other stories. 
Uh, the Gateway Pundit here with a... I mean, this story went viral yesterday. It's it's very misleading. Very misleading. So the Gateway Pundit was saying, breaking news, emergency motion filed with uh, the judge, in this case, to stop prosecution of President Donald Trump. I love the Gateway Pundit. I feature their articles in these videos a lot, but sometimes I think they can jump the gun, and I think they did that here. So what the Gateway Pundit is talking about is Pete Santilli. You can see here they leaked Pete Santilli's website. Here's that article that the Gateway Pundit leaked. And Pete Santilli is claiming that emergency, um, that an emergency motion was filed with the judge to stop prosecution of Trump, but super misleading uh, actually, it originated from Pete Santilli here. It's just the Gateway Pundit helped amplify kind of this fakery. Pete Santilli didn't file anything with the court. He, he has no standing to do that. He's not involved in the case at all. What Pete Santilli did is he faxed a letter. He wrote a strongly worded letter. This is it right here. And he faxed this letter to the judge in the case. That's it. You can even see the fax transmission report here. So nothing was filed in the case. It was not an emergency motion filed. It was just a fax. He just he just sent the judge a letter. So yeah, that's kind of some that's some big clickbait there from Pete Santilli. And unfortunately, the Gateway Pundit got it to go viral. But I wanted to uh, put the kibosh on that real quick. Now we move on to talking about some actual hate groups. <laughs> the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL here, writing this article on Substack saying that anti-Semitism and false information and hate speech find a home on Substack. They're coming for our Substacks. That's pretty much it because Substack doesn't censor. They just don't censor content. Thankfully, Substack is for free speech. And uh, one thing about Substack is that people from all political backgrounds use it. It's used by conservative folks. It's used by left-wingers out there. It's used by people even with no political affiliation. It, it's a political affiliation. It's quite diverse in the content you can find on Substack. But the Anti-Defamation League, with the most ironic name in NGO, <laughs> Anti-Defamation League, conducting some borderline defamation here. So they list a bunch of people on Substack who just write about the truth, write about conspiracy theories, write about stuff that the deep state is trying to censor clearly. So extremism and hate speech. Let's see who they list here. They list a few of your favorites. Libs of TikTok. They've got uh, Clandestine here and his reporting on the uh, biolabs in Ukraine. They list... Dr. Mercola, of course. Oh, they even list yours truly. Social media influencer and QAnon promoter Jordan Sather has built a following on Substack by writing about far-right conspiracy theories. Say so they list me. They got Kanakoa on there. Good job, Kanakoa. They've got a few others as well. Pepe Lives Matter on there as well. Brian Cates. So they're trying to get Substack to censor the cancel brigade. In full force there. And um, also, another canceled brigade outfit, the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Getting the boomerang to the face here. Uh, they're now 
facing the music for their hate group defamation as lawsuit clears major hurdles. So there's a lawsuit going on against the SPLC right now because the SPLC, along with the ADL as well, they try to label everything as a hate speech or a hate group, anti-Semitism, all this sort of stuff. So yeah, screw the SPLC. Screw those guys. Get wrecked. And then get wrecked to ADL. Now news on the Nashville shooter. NBC News putting out this breaking report. Nashville school shooter planned attack for months, according to journals police found. The manifesto, or as we could call it, the tranifesto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, why, I want to see that. Why can't we see the manifesto? Why can't we see what the, the shooter wrote about? But yeah, apparently he outlined these plans for months. Planned the attack for months. Good job, uh, therapist for the shooter. Good job finding the signs that you might be a... Anyway, uh, and on the topic of false flag shootings, remember this guy, David Hogg, our good old Parkland clown? Well, he is so anti-gun that he uploaded a video to his Twitter account shooting guns. Yes, I shoot guns, David Hogg writes. Yes, my family owns guns. Yes, I believe we need stronger gun laws. It's possible for all three to be true. Define stronger gun laws. Because a lot of these gun laws that these clowns are calling for are not stronger gun laws. They're completely arbitrary gun laws. They're not actually going to make anything safer as if criminals follow these laws, right? And it's only going to expand the bureaucracy national security state yeah these these clowns have no idea what stronger gun laws even mean but hey they're probably getting paid to pump out their propaganda so they don't give a shit marjorie taylor green on 60 minutes letting it fly here she says that are over the top like the democrats are a party of pedophiles I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. They are not pedophiles. Based. Why would you say that? Democrat. Uh, the uh, so-called president in the White House right now sniffs anybody under 15-year-olds that gets within six feet of him. So, <laughs> And then you got Bill Clinton, and then you got Epstein, then you got, let's just jump Podesta. Let's go down the list. Oh, that is funny. Based. Based Marjorie Taylor Greene. And of course, Leslie Stahl at 60 Minutes is just doing her dumb shit. So, all right. Speaking of child sex abuse, FBI raids home of lawyer dedicated to survivors of sexual crimes. Finds him actively downloading child porn, caught with 2,000 sexual photos and videos of children as young as five. Oh, man. It's like when you see. Elementary school teachers or or psychologists or oh what else, right? Pediatricians, clergymen. When you find these people involved in this sort of sick shit, it's the fox garden, the hen house sort of thing. Sick people, man. And then we got some news on Epstein too. Speaking of Epstein, uh, Google co-founder and other billionaires are issued subpoenas in lawsuit over J.P. Morgan Chase's ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Sergey Brin, former Google, was he the CEO? 
Uh, Co-founder, though. Billionaires. This is regarding the uh, Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands civil suit against J.P. Morgan Chase. They're uncovering a bunch. They're looking to uncover a bunch. And then they also have a new court filing that claimed um, it was so widely known at J.P. Morgan that senior executives joked about Epstein's interest in young girls. Even the executives at J.P. Morgan Chase knew exactly what Epstein was involved in. And they laughed about it. They freaking laughed about it. So there you go. Um, the whole Epstein saga is not done. And I think we're going to be learning more. And we still want that client list, which I, which is in a whole different case than this one from the U.S. Virgin Islands. That client list, right? It was like two or three months ago that we were told in a couple of months that that list is going to come public. And that was from a different case. So, still waiting on that. But yeah, a lot more coming with Epstein soon. All right, on to Twitter. Twitter just open sourced some of their algorithm. And some initial takeaways are uh, pretty interesting. Your following to follower ratio matters. Twitter blue subscribers get a boost in the algorithm. What was the highlight here that I wanted to look at? Um, let's see here. Some negative feedback loops that will reduce your reputation score is getting blocked. Abuse reports, spam reports. So basically, you could have like a paid shill network call for all their followers to block you and report you, and that will negative Im negatively impact your, I guess, rating or your feed in Twitter. And then when the government wanted to intervene in the Twitter algorithm, Twitter engineering even had a class for it. Government requested. Government requested shadow banning was a thing at Twitter. Huh. Interesting. So I don't know if this is a technically a Twitter files release, but it's very related. I don't know if we've seen a Twitter files dump in a while. I'll look out for that. Okay, one more thing on Twitter. Some of these outlets are starting to lose their verification New York Times lost their Twitter verification because they didn't want to pay eight bucks. <laughs> That's how cheap they are, I guess. Or they don't want to feed Elon Musk. Oh, they don't want to give Elon Musk eight dollars, so they lost their oh their blue check mark. Poor New York Times. <laughs> okay, our next story is oh I'm sorry for making you look at this on your screen. Ooh. Hashtag boycott Budweiser trends after Bud Light celebrates transgender pervert Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan, the dude that is now a chick, is celebrating 365 days of girlhood. And to celebrate 365 days of girlhood, Bud Light featured Dylan's face on their can. No, this is not an April Fool's joke. Um, yeah, I mean, Bud Light's like one of the shittiest tasting beers in existence, so most people out there didn't really need a reason to boycott them, but now you can feel good about boycotting Bud Light. Oh my god. Woke companies doing woke things. Bye-bye, Bud Light. It was nice drinking you. Okay, speaking of beer, train full of beer derails in Montana. <laughs> No hazardous chemicals in this derailment, but we got a bunch of beer 
that fell into the uh the creek unfortunately but we even had some kayakers <laughs> gotta love montana some kayakers paddled up and took some of the some of the don't worry no bud light on this one i guess if it was bud light they'd probably just let it be but looks like we had some blue moon and coors light that fell and these kayakers helped themselves there you go but incredible another train derailment my gosh okay one more tranny story here a uh transgender female otherwise known as a dude won the australian women's classic a pga pro golf event in australia what's what's his or her name brianna gill and the pga is totally they're totally cool with it promoting this guy around winning the women's tour the WPGA even tweeted about it, but they got so roasted on this tweet that they deleted it, as you can see there. They got so ratioed. And yes, this is one of several of Brianna Gill's professional wins in the women's category. The golfer has been playing in the ladies' category since 2015. Eight years of a dude playing in women's golf. This is just destroying women's sports. Women's sports are just getting destroyed by these absolute narcissists. I mean, that's purely what it is. It's pure narcissism. They just want to win. They want to win and win money and all that shit. So they play women's sports. Jeez. Okay, a few more, few more articles here. Uh, Seattle Fire Department refusing to rehire firefighters terminated over the vaccine mandate despite massive staffing shortages. There's massive staffing shortages in Seattle firefighter units, in their police department, especially. And um, they won't they won't rehire firefighters they fired over the vax mandate. It's incredible. Good, good job, Seattle. Destroying your city. A lot of West Coast cities are getting destroyed from the inside. All right, our last story here is... Uh, some some up some not updates but more reporting on election crimes what looks to be the money laundering schemes so remember a couple of weeks back james o'keefe in his first report since leaving project veritas was reporting on potential money laundering schemes out of maryland and how somehow there were hundreds if not thousands of donations from one person, one person, one address, thousands of donations over the span of a year or two through Act Blue, and James O'Keefe was walking up to people's homes, knocking on their door, telling them about it, and most people had no idea their names were being used for thousands of donations to Act Blue. Now we've got some, uh, speaking of Washington State and the shit show that's become, this Substack article is reporting on the Washington, is reporting on the same thing happening in Washington State. So they looked at their own FEC information on the website and dug into it and found multiple people from the area, Bellingham, Seattle, Clallam County, Snohomish County, uh, people who were registered as not employed somehow donated thousands of times each, thousands of times over the span of uh, 2021 and 2022. So two years, this person donated 4,000 times. This person donated over 2,000 times. This person donated almost 10,000 times 
a total of $70,000 to Act Blue. So I think what happens is that when somebody donates once to Act Blue on their own, we probably have some dark money group out there that has some computer algorithm that'll just use that person's name and address and then will donate small amounts every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, to, to money launder, to funnel money into the Democrats. That's got to be what's going on. So, uh, you know, that's how... So, for instance, when James O'Keefe walked up to one of the homes in his report, they said, oh, yeah, I've donated a couple of times to Act Blue, but it wasn't 10,000 times like the FEC information shows. So you'll probably get one person, you know, somebody will donate a couple of times, and then some dark money group with a computer algorithm will just take their name and then run shitloads of more money through the system using their name and address. Um, and it looks like the Gateway Pundit is reporting on the same thing here in an article as well. It looks like this, you know, a lot of citizen journalist groups are starting to catch on to this and now look at their own state's filings. And you can, you can go to the FEC website yourself and check out your own zip code. You put in the date, you put in your zip code, and you can find, I mean, I found this in my area many, many times. It looks like... Um, this group out of Texas, the Gateway Pundit is reporting on a group out of Texas and how the exact same thing is going on there in that millions of dollars are being ran through Act Blue and then being diverted to people's campaigns and all that sort of shit. So I'm going to look into this a little bit more. I'll be doing a uh, probably a dedicated video on this subject because there's a lot more there than just what James O'Keefe showed. Uh, James O'Keefe kind of made it go viral and a lot of other people are looking into their... Uh, their respective areas so there's that guys appreciate you watching like this video and see you uh see you tomorrow i guess i'm gonna be doing these most days of the week not every single day but probably four or five days a week maybe monday through friday i'll be doing a uh, headlines of the day video so check back subscribe to this channel and i'll see you next time